kindly go to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 7 sorry 2 Samuel chapter 6 verses 20 through 23 if you could also go to the book of genesis chapter 17 verses 1 through 4 Lord our heavenly father we thank you lord for this time we thank you for giving us this amazing opportunity to be in your presence master to spend this time in your presence because the bible says in your presence there is fullness of joy Amen. in your presence there is healing in your presence there is deliverance master and as we are in your presence lord we pray that you will speak and that we may hear anoint these slips of clay master make these words revelatory and make it relevant to our lives in short i pray that you will speak and we will hear in jesus name we pray amen i want to greet each of you in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ my wife sends her dearest love to each of you and uh, i've never been so stressed in the last few years that i've been preaching because for the first time somebody put so much pressure on me for a title you know brother ranjit has been following up since 12:30 in the midnight saying title just one word title and one question mark and in the morning when i woke up title one more question mark so i spent more time in prayer finding a title than what i have to preach So thank you brother maybe this is a start for titles but uh, you know since i spent a lot of time on titles i wanted to speak on the subject keep on walking Amen. and you could be wondering what is the relevance between genesis 17:1 through 4 and second samuel chapter 6 you know i'll try my best to connect both of this because i think there is a lot of significance and a lot of important things hidden in these two texts you know when i was reading the book of second samuel chapter uh, 17 certain things took my attention and it glared out to me and with the help of the holy spirit i want to leave it for your consideration 
here is a man who is after God's own heart. That's what the Bible says. A man who had a lot of flaws, maybe not as holy as some of you who are seated here today, but he has or he had many flaws. But God gives us access to his private room. <laughs> you know, I'm amazed. Some of the folks who speak and bash and thrash and trash talk, if only God gave access to our private lives, most of us would be wearing a burqa. <laughs> most of us would be hiding in the basement. Because as holy and pious we are, there is a level of flesh that gets exposed on and off. You know, maybe you are very holy, but I am a very weak vessel, so I have to pray a lot. Because on and off that flesh comes out. And here is a man who is after God's own heart. A man with many flaws. A man with substance and character. A man, when I say a subs with substance and character, a man who knew his God. That is the true identity for a man. Not your degrees, not your fancy stuff, but your relationship with God. And what is important to you in your young age will eventually be important for you as you keep growing. The reason why today churches are beginning to understand the importance that the young folks need more attention. You've got to channelize your energy towards the younger generation amidst all of this chaos and confusion and distraction is because if it is not important to them in this phase of their life, it will never be important as they grow. So David as a young boy, his, his importance was being in the presence of God. As an ordinary shepherd boy, probably he smelt worse than a camel always with sheep, cleaning sheep dung. Even in that situation, he kept writing love letters to God. He started romancing with God. He had a date with God. You know, I always wanted to have a date with God. That's why, unfortunately, I got married very late because I didn't have time to date with young girls. I didn't have time to run around the tree chasing them with bouquets and flowers and chocolate because you know I'm a little weird that's why I tell my wife that she's truly blind because you know otherwise there's no way that you could marry me because this this time that you spend in his presence is simply amazing I just cannot express it by words but when you romance with God you get his full attention and when you start romancing with God at a very young age, as you begin to grow, as you begin to mature, your romance with God becomes stronger and stronger. So what was important to David when he was a young boy, it begins to come out when he becomes the king. You know, I'm just changing this mic. The very first thing that he does that when he becomes the king, he says, I want to bring the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. That is where his desire is. 
when he was a shepherd boy god brings him from obscurity to notoriety and that did not impact his life that did not impact his walk with god i want to ask each of you here has certain things impacted your relationship with god you cannot let anything impact your walk with god you know that's why my wife always complains she's ready to go to bed by 10 11 12 one and i'm still absconding i told her unfortunately i've got into this cycle that if i don't spend time in his presence i cannot sleep the very next day my boss starts yelling at me <laughs> i don't know is it just timing or coincidence but the moment i stop spending time in his presence from the next day everything begins to crumble down and the reason i say this is like david you could be having a romance with god your heart may be desiring to do something for god but you must remember the enemy operates in a very unique way and that is where my focus is today here is david he brings the ark of the covenant and he's rejoicing he's dancing he loves it and guess what happens the enemy brings a speed breaker to his joy his own wife comes all out lashing at david she character assassinates david in front of everybody you must remember it's not in a closed room can you imagine what would have gone through his mind you know when i was reading this one thing struck me very hard many times in our life when god releases some blessing in our life and when we are about to enjoy his blessing there comes the enemy he never wants us to enjoy any blessing that is the reason why many people do not enjoy their marriage life they are not able to enjoy the success in their business they are not able to enjoy the success in their workplace because as they get ready and as they are rejoicing there comes the enemy the point i'm trying to tell you my dear brothers and sisters the time is over for us to be a snowflake generation no matter how hard the enemy hits you you have to keep walking amen you have to keep on walking this lashback this setback never impacted david you will be amazed that many many christians if you look at their christian walk with christ there's a graph one season it's on top then there's a huge degrowth then there is an up then there is a down then there is an up then there is a down when they're on the top of their spirituality they're always praying talking in tongues thank you jesus when something goes wrong there's a deep dive in the downward direction there is no hallelujah there is no praise the lord there is no church there is no worship it's very dangerous my dear brothers and sisters yeah. 
This fluctuation of up, down, up, down, up, down is very dangerous. It has to be a steady graph that keeps going up and up and up and up. And the reason I tell you is because every new level you go to, there's a new devil to fight. And the level of anointing for this level will not help you to fight the battle at this level. So your graph should keep going up. Never let the setbacks, the failures, the disappointments, the heartbreaking events prevent you from working or walking with God. And the reason I say working is, you know, most often we get a little disappointed and we are terribly upset when certain things take place in the ministry and in the church. Which brings me to my second point. You know, I was wondering, as I was reading this text, if David was like any other king, became the king, has the full army, has power, has authority, has resources, he could have been whining and dining and enjoying, right? Everybody would have said, here is our king. But what really impacted me was, though he became the king, though he came at a level where he had everything at his disposal, his heart was seeking God. And because his heart was seeking God, he has to hear this from his wife. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? If he did not do any ministry, if he didn't do anything for God, if he had shut his mouth, enjoyed with the whining and dining, and spent time with his wives and concubines, nobody would have complained. But because he came forward, because he wanted to do something for God, Criticism is something that he had to face. It is very important you understand this. Whenever you step forward to do something for God, you will face criticism. You cannot let that criticism prevent you from walking with God. Whenever somebody criticizes you, keep on walking. Just keep on walking. You know, a couple of years back, I went for a wedding. So, you know, Indian weddings, you have big tables. And each table is a gossip center. So I was walking past one gossip center. You know, I could hear the gossip. Here comes the man who runs Day of Deliverance. Who needs deliverance in America? Look at this joker. I can hear all this. You know what I did? I kept walking. I kept walking and I moved forward. And then I had met another family. Oh, brother, what you preached really touched us. It was a deal breaker for my husband. God really used you. You know what I did? I kept on walking. No matter what comes your way, you have to keep on walking. Especially when criticism comes your way, you have to keep on walking. You cannot let this criticism prevent you from doing what the king has asked you to do. You have to keep on walking. You know, there are many other things. In Actually, my focus was only on the 20th verse. You know, I could speak a lot about Mikhail or Michael or Michael, however you want to pronounce it. 
but the sisters will get offended so you know i don't want to lose the popular words with the sisters you know if the sisters reject you that's it you cannot do ministry so i'm not going to dig deeper into it maybe one day when i have the brothers i'll go deep into that you know i know some of the brothers want to shout hallelujah loudly but if you go home you'll get it you know that so i'm not going to go into that direction the third thing that captured me was here is david who's rejoicing and and enjoying in his presence he's rejoicing and praising and worshiping god to an extent that he never realized even his clothes were getting separated this is the ultimate level of worship now please don't start stripping and saying brother pravin told us so i am going to worship like this i'm not talking about the literal sense you have to be very careful these days because they will capture that part edit it put it in facebook so if you are editing cut copy pasting please include all of this so what i'm trying to tell you is nothing prevented david from worshiping god i want to ask each of you today have you had this experience where nothing prevents you from worshiping god it is the ultimate level in your spiritual life your disappointments your failures your rejections your humiliation nothing can impact your time with god that is something that we should learn from david and he gets ridiculed mocked he's being slammed but nothing impacts him so why is it it is that it is important that you don't let your external environment and you don't let people around you impact your relationship with god and that is where i want to jump into genesis chapter 17 you know i have only 10 more minutes i'm going to try and bring it together when you read the book of genesis chapter 17 verses 1 through 4 here is god who looks at abraham at the age of 99 and he tells him abraham i want you to walk before me you know when you don't let anything impact you when you don't let your circumstances your environment your people disrupt your walk with god god will take you in a unique direction there will be times in our lives where god will go before us and open doors but there will be times when god will ask you to walk before him there's a problem in that when you are walking before god you don't know where you are going you don't know what is going to happen the doctor's report says something your mind is telling you something but there's a different voice that tells you deep inside that keep it aside you could be unemployed you don't know what is going to happen you're walking all by yourself but there's a voice that tells you 
keep on walking there will be times when you have to walk before god it does not mean that god is far away from you it simply means god is right behind you and if he is right behind you he's got you covered he's got your back you know when for the vvips when they form the security plan they these vvips are called the principal for the principal the security is designed and planned in such a way that predominantly they are covered from the back you must know that god has your back god has got you covered as you begin to mature and as you begin to walk with god as you set aside your environment your pressures your rejections your failures god will take you through a very different path and he will tell you to walk by yourself and he will stand behind you but let me tell you the advantages of going through this process because a small percentage amongst all of us alone can walk by ourselves that's the ground reality some of us need the pastor 24 by 7 some sisters they will be praying oh lord please touch my husband when the husband is touched and if he has to do something for the church for the ministry who will take care of things at home you have to be at home that is when love and affection and romance everything is at the highest level when the brother was drunk and beating and slapping no problem that time ministry ministry church church but when god plucks you out when god derails you takes you through a different path he will put you all by yourself and you must be in a position to accept that fact that is the reason why i said only a small population here can accept that reality there's a price that you have to pay <laughs> it's not at the click of a button click 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 like you shop in macy's it's it's not going to work that way god will stand behind you and he will lead you carefully and finally god begins to speak he says abraham i am with you the first thing he tells abraham i am going to get into a covenant with you the first privilege that you will have god will get into an agreement with you and god speaks boldly he says i am with you abraham i love it the problem today is we don't understand the gravity of the text because we have really misused the holy spirit the lord told me to stop drinking coffee the lord told me to stop eating meat the lord told me go here the lord told me do this it really bothers me if you read about abraham's life god spoke a very few times he spoke only during critical moments life changing moment destiny changing moments that is the reason why we don't understand the gravity of his words 
He says, I am with you. What a reassurance it is. Can you imagine God telling you face to face, I am with you. You don't need any other support. He says, I'm getting into a covenant with you. But I'm not going to focus too much on that. Firstly, he says, I'm getting into a covenant with you. Then he says, I am going to multiply you. Before I get into multiplication, you know, faces are becoming bigger and it's lighting up because all of us love multiplication. You know, before marriage, I never cared about multiplication. After marriage, I'm only praying for multiplication. Before marriage, I used to do anything and everything. I used to spend crazy loads of money for others, taking them to the most fancy restaurants because I love doing it. Now I'm always watching for McDonald's deals. I'm looking, I have McDonald's, Wendy's, all the apps on my phone. Brother Joe's stunned when I tell him there's a deal in McDonald's today, brother. You know, it doesn't mean that my wife is beating me. Don't misunderstand it. All that I'm trying to say is I never cared about multiplication. But you know, as your territories are enlarged, you begin to understand the importance of multiplication. But let me tell you what true multiplication is and how God will multiply in each of our lives. I don't know about you, but you know, I was raised in a small city called Chennai in Tamil Nadu in India. So I went to a good school and as I was going through my education, I still remember the first thing my math teacher taught me was addition. After I learned addition, she taught me subtraction. After I mastered addition and subtraction, then she taught me multiplication. Oh, I love this. God operates in a similar way. He will first teach you addition, which all of us love. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We'll write big checks. Keep the change. During this phase of addition, he will watch carefully. He'll keep blessing you. He'll keep adding. He'll keep adding. He'll keep adding. Then he will shift you to a phase where you begin to learn subtraction. That is where we all have a problem. During this phase when he teaches a subtraction, it is very painful. God will pluck people out of your life. He will delay every problem or every situation in your life. He will keep subtracting things after things, people after people, and you begin to wonder, is God really there? Several questions begin to linger around our hearts. But until you master subtraction, until you learn the lessons that God teach you, he will not bring you into the face of multiplication. So today, if you are seated here and God is subtracting many things from your life, you must 
hear this out loud and clear this sermon is for you do not get frustrated when god subtracts certain things from your life do not give in when god removes people from your life do not be agitated when finances removed from your life do not give in when god begins to minus many things around your life it is for your good so he will first teach you addition then he will teach you subtraction and then he will bring you to a phase where he will teach you multiplication you know i don't have to talk about multiplication all of us love it with open wide open arms we will receive it but to come to that phase you have to shed a lot of tears you will have to stay awake till 3 am 4 am on your knees because it is very painful but the common denominator here is during your addition during your subtraction during your multiplication you have to keep walking keep on walking keep on walking because as you keep walking as god leads you as your environment people around you don't disrupt your relationship with god there's a mighty and an amazing thing that will take place which brings me to my final point if you read the fourth verse of genesis chapter 17 god tells abraham nations will be born out of you when after learning addition after learning subtraction then god begins to multiply you and then he tells abraham nations will be born out of you my dear brothers and sisters you have no idea that there's a nation hiding inside of you you have no idea what god has placed inside of you i was traveling with brother joe and few others in cincinnati and we were crossing a cemetery so i asked one guy was constantly yapping and it was really irritating me so i asked him do you know which is the richest city in the world immediately all the intelligent souls in the car abu dhabi dubai new york san francisco all of them are giving one city and they asked me which one is correct i said all of you are wrong the richest city are those cemeteries the richest place in the world are the places where people have been buried they thought i was crazy they didn't understand what i was trying to say i told them there are many millionaires sleeping deep down inside because they did not realize that there were nations hiding inside of them there were many preachers who were deep inside the grave who never knew what god could do through them and in them because they never surrendered their life there are many people whom god would have used in a marvelous way but they never knew 
what God had placed inside of them and they are deep inside the grave. So that, according to me, is the wealthiest place because there are millionaires, billionaires and mighty prophets who are deep down inside. So I started praying, Lord, when I go to the grave, I should go absolutely empty. There shouldn't be anything that I've not fulfilled in your agenda. I do not want to go inside the grave not realizing my potential. I want to go empty into the grave, Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, some of you do not know that the nations are hiding inside. Our prayer should be, Lord, I should not die without seeing these nations come out of me. And all this happens when the common denominator is that you have to keep on walking. No matter what happens in your life, keep on walking. Don't let people's discouragement stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Don't let people's discrimination stop you from what God has called you to do. Don't let criticisms prevent you from seeing the nations hidden inside of you. This is my prayer for you today. And this is my assignment for some of you who are crying and mourning and thinking, why is God only subtracting in my life? Because God is going to bring you into a phase of multiplication. You mark this day in your calendar. I'm sure it's recorded. But this year, some of you will see tremendous multiplication. But don't forget the God who multiplied you. Amen. That is my final point. Because if you forget him, everything comes down like the Tower of Babel. Amen. So I want to urge you. I want to push you today. And start praying that you will go empty deep into the grave. And I want to request you to start praying. Keep walking. Keep walking. Eventually, God will multiply you. God bless you.